Welcome back to Probably About Politics, this episode by popular demand. We said, request this episode, and somebody did request this episode, the Commonwealth. And we respond, yes. (laughs) The question is, when somebody says the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. I thought the Commonwealth was one thing. Um, and then mm-hmm. I started trying to find what the Commonwealth is, and it turns out there are mm. several self-enveloping bodies, which are Commonwealth realms, and the Commonwealth all all Commonwealth realms are in the Commonwealth of Nations, but not all Commonwealth of Nations are in the Commonwealth realms. Not all of the Commonwealth <laughs> realms um, have the Queen as their monarch. Some. Are, mm, some are not monarch. Yeah. Some are not constitutional monarchies, which makes sense. Some have their own monarch, like they're just, they're just their whole own thing. Yeah, that was a surprise. I don't I don't I don't mean to jump the gun here and just give it all away, but I was I was flabbergasted every sentence I read on what the Commonwealth is <laughs> uh, and what is the current uh, state of the British yeah. Empire. Really, yeah, it's really something where like I had a loose I have a loose understanding that Canada uh, is in the Commonwealth of nations yes um and maybe there's stuff we do there but it turns out uh that it is both uh the attempt of the you know british to maintain their empire to a a very very thin degree (laughs) and uh also uh sort of a parallel un um international body and i mean yeah uh, it's it's complicated uh but there are a lot of countries in it It it's like 54 yeah and interestingly not all members of the commonwealth of nations are previous british empire states like there's some folks Uh, really only like like one only one real exception yeah but they're like this seems great (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking to see how i could get involved with this sort of thing that's going on also shocking yeah, like we're gonna we'll get to like I mean I think that what we will see here is there's like a lot of really complicated like colonial uh history to this, but then there are also real benefits that a number of countries um see to being involved in this, um that and, and that you can understand why a country might choose to join. I thought I read like the description of like Mozambique um in like an encyclopedia about why they joined and they're like and the the people of the Commonwealth were like, well, we saw them as cousins because they helped us with apartheid in South Africa. So, and they even drive on the left side of the road. So, why not? Yeah, I see a lot of stuff. It's like, yeah, the Commonwealth, everybody's together driving on the left side of the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel. And you're looking around. <laughs> it, it seems like the Commonwealth is something where everybody says, yeah, this is the one thing that unites us all. We all have the Queen. No, we don't. We're all ex-members of the british empire not true we're all we're all at least monarchies not true uh i guess everybody does partake in the commonwealth games probably yeah yeah (laughs) that's that's something and i guess if you you can like look to their the constitution for more like serious theories like of, of like human rights and democracy and stuff but like even then some of these countries definitely it's imperfect as <laughs> i mean we also find in the un in a place where they're like we'll uphold the human rights and democracy like no some are but some aren't yeah it seems like the commonwealth i mean we're kind of just jumping way ahead here but it seems like at some point the commonwealth of nations was like we have we 
we're, we're just a group of countries. We should try and be something. So then mm-hmm. they make this constitution where they say like, we defend human rights. And if you're not a human rights defender, then you can't be the Commonwealth, which is like <laughs> kind of weird coming from like the, like the vestige of the British empire. <laughs> it's just like very strange. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, but we all know. And, and, Alex, you were saying earlier that you don't know what this is, but I know that our listeners are probably all watching The Crown, uh, which just came out. So this is a very time we are we are you know hopping on to what's topical here uh, and finding and you know explaining to you about Queen Elizabeth's how she let go of the realm, um, and let all the nations keep- right. And okay, I don't know how much I can say about The Crown, Kaylee. Honestly, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> um is it about how you okay what's what what is the crowd it's a netflix show about the life of queen elizabeth and her family okay they're currently at the i think this i have not watched it but i believe they're at the years like where uh prince charles and diana are like getting married and divorced and all that oh i saw a bunch of stuff recently about princess diana so is that why yeah okay it's really popping yeah she's and i think there's also a movie about princess diana Mm. coming out and i recently listened to like a five-part podcast about princess diana so i know a lot about that but it has nothing to do with the right okay um so you say like princess diana you said something about prince philip i think uh Uh, prince charles Charles. see this was this is um foreshadowing what i was about to say is i have no idea (laughs) The relations of any of these people to each other like i know um prince uh prince harry who's not even prince anymore because he left he, he left yeah um, yeah he gave up that life i'm drawing a blank on his brother who's the future king uh william <laughs> prince william well yeah he's in line yeah he's got a ways to go. well i thought but let's do a quick revision together here um i thought that it was generally understood that the guy who's mm-hmm. actually next in line was going to not do it and let William do it mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, I don't No, I don't think so. No. It doesn't seem, well, he's not very popular uh, perhaps because of the princess Diana thing. Um, and like how that went and he had an affair. I don't know much about that because that wasn't really explicitly what we researched, but peripherally <laughs> he's not a super popular guy. He's kind of awkward. Whereas Prince William, I think, it seems to be much more charming and uh, just overall better. Yeah, well, he was a helicopter uh, but, pilot. That's cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that is cool. <laughs> um, so I think that there are lots of people that would a probably rather get just get rid of the monarchy or b have William do it. But I mean, by Queen Elizabeth is really hanging on there, so who knows yes. how long Charles will get to be king anyway. Queen Elizabeth. But I did think of something. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just thought of something that they all have in common, the Commonwealth nations, is that they do get to, they all get toured a lot by British royalty. Like they all do their rounds. Do they though? What do you mean by well frequently? <laughs> well, frequent. They all have been, I suppose. Maybe not frequently, but British royalty has been like I British royalty has been to Kiribati. And uh, wait, is this you? I mean, you've been to Kiribati. Is this your big thing saying that you're okay? You're not. This is not your coming out of being British royalty. 
Oh, no, okay. no. No, I'm just saying that uh, they, they've been to a lot of places. But who, and some of them are who hard are the, to get to. Who, what, which British royal and how royal are they? Um, I, usually, I think it is within the immediate family. Like, it's not that distant. Hmm. Which one? Like, the queen has been to a lot of places. I saw the queen one time in person. Well, there you go. See? Yeah, I saw her. Everybody's met the she queen. She drove past me in a car, and I saw her. Her window was rolled up, but I, I guess I saw her through glass. And you know why you got to see her? Because you're in the Commonwealth uh, of Nations. I am, yes, I am physically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emotionally distant, I guess, since I don't know who <laughs> Camilla Parker Bowles is. That seems like a familiar name to me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that is Prince Charles' second wife after Princess Diana. And Charles is below Philip in age, right? Philip's his father. Phil... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. That's great. I'm mm. glad we all know this yeah. now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great seeing the queen, though. Um, that was fun. Yeah. I saw her on Canada Day, which was kind of a slap in the face to her, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're still pretty nice about yeah. how it seems. I think we're probably one of the better nations for her to visit. Okay. But, so, the Commonwealth of Nations, a.k.a. the Commonwealth, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Commonwealth Realms, one of which is Canada. Um Mm-hmm. Canada was like the first one to dip, yeah. right? Yes. In 1867. Yeah. Very early. They were too big. Yes. Like, yeah. Canada, okay, Commonwealth of Nations, second largest international body after the United Nations. Canada, second largest country in the world, but not a, not a huge population. Yes. Like, there's like a dozen yeah. or so countries that are larger than Canada in population. I mean... Mm. The, the UK held on to India for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that there, you'll find that there are a lot of racial notes throughout this, mm. and it will help that Canada was pretty white at the time. I, I have seen this term, the white commonwealth, in, or the white dominions yes. come up about um, some country like canada uk not uk well yes uk but um new zealand <laughs> australia australia yeah i think that was it um ireland they, they were the they first left. oh yes ireland before they left yeah which was probably controversial and and um the british probably thought that that was a diversity choice on their part um but uh, <laughs> uh they uh yeah it was very white um and it was it was really, uh, I think that that's, there, there's a challenge throughout the, throughout the process of the Commonwealth coming to be and, and existing now in, in just the nature of it being a colonial vestige of, uh, of the British Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, un- undoubtedly Canada, Australia and New Zealand had a real advantage, got to go out first and got very favorable terms. Um, and but it was it was sort of the marking like the British were running out of the capabilities to manage um, such a massive like a massive network of countries um, and have it be profitable um, and I mean because they were able to see themselves I guess in in Canada Australia and New Zealand they were more willing to let that go and and Canada and Australia and New Zealand were certainly willing to keep some of the economic ties as well that um, for a long time if you were in the Commonwealth, you could only trade within the Commonwealth yeah. of nature. Um, so you say the left, I mean, some of, the, some of these countries that you mentioned leave on favorable terms early on. Notably, mm-hmm. former British Empire member, mm-hmm. the United States of America, not a Commonwealth <laughs> nation. 
<laughs> no, but they could, they could be, be, which is a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So it's remarkable how many countries could like. There's a list of countries that could be, and that really grows the map. A you lot. say could be, but I mean we have countries that were not part of the British Empire, and so it seems like anybody. But so I think the biggest question about the Commonwealth of Nations as it currently exists and its difference and differentiating factor from the British Empire is like in 1776, mm-hmm. the United States leaves the British Empire through violence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then less than a hundred years later, the United Kingdom is like, wow, ah, <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> like what, what changed other than like, I guess having the telegraph, <laughs> mm. like what is like, what, why was it, su- why, why did they want the United States so bad? And then just 90 years later, who cares? Canada go on your own way. Oh, I think so. Like a lot of, a lot of people would point out the contrast between Canada and, and the U S is that yeah, Canada didn't, didn't want to make the big scene and, and so the, they were very willing to go quietly and in fact to a certain degree the british had to push canada out <laughs> so that they could do less and less for them they were like no we're done um to and and that was essentially what the statue of westminster was because for a long time like uh, we didn't have a supreme court our uh, cases would go to if they had to go to the highest court, they had to go over to Great Britain, and uh, a lot of con- elements of our constitution would have to go over. Um, so what changed is ultimately it's very expensive to run an empire, and when you are running out of cash, you got to divest a bit. And so giving it over, giving this power over to a country and, and avoiding the fight, which is also expensive, the, the, the fight to keep America was very expensive for the British. Um, and so to avoid that... And, and you sort of see, like, to some certain degree, as we get into the later, into the 1900s, later 1900s, uh, after the, the Second World War, Britain, the Brit- British are out of money. And also, they don't, you don't want to ruin these relationships. If you keep the relationship with Canada and Australia and New Zealand, they have favorable trade agreements and uh, all the benefits without the cost of trying to run, the, run that part of the realm anymore. Um, and so that sort of ends up, in in different ca- in certain cases, but not all, um, sort of carrying out throughout a lot of those nations. It's why if you left the British sort of if you left the control of the British, you automatically were given entry to the Commonwealth under the idea that we could make it very peaceful and favorable. And now you're part of our trade agreements and everything like that. So, so it it, it I think it just became there was less taste for fighting for something when you could have a, a good agreement for yourself um, and let the countries go. This is not the case in every situation, though. Yeah, there are some situations that I thought a lot more about. Speaking of fights and wanting to leave things and things being too expensive, did you see Plan G? I'm guessing no from the look on your face. No, no. Tell me about it. Plan. I only read Plan D. <laughs> so in like the 50s when some countries in europe were talking about forming what is now the european union um at this time um the united kingdom still in like the commonwealth realm had this like trade agreement where they all kind of traded with each other and their trade trade agreement was very strong those countries and not so much with europe 
and the European, the European Union was being talked about. Um, but then kind of in a reversal of how much of a fight it was to leave the European Union now recently for the UK, um, they came up, the, the prime minister came up with this plan called Plan G. I don't know why it was called Plan G. Um, I guess the first five plans, six plans uh, also failed. I guess that's just what it is when uh, the UK is trying to either leave or join the European Union. But basically, they were trying to either join the European Union and be like, hey, you guys can, like, if we, if I join, then kind of everybody comes with me. And even so, instead mm. of that, they were like, never mind, never mind the European Union. Never mind that. Why don't you just, why, why don't you just all become Commonwealth nations? Which is like, it's like, you guys seem to have like a cool thing going on, right? So like, why don't you just, why don't, why isn't that just my thing? And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why don't we just do that? But I'm in charge instead. And that could be fun. Turns out yeah, it didn't, yeah. didn't work. <laughs> Obviously. But also like, interestingly came up in Brexit, like to a certain degree. And I think we talked about when we did our Brexit episodes, they were like, well, it's fine. We're leaving this. We have the Commonwealth. <laughs> and it's like, and then all the Commonwealth countries are like, whoa, wait a second. It's fine we're leaving this. Oh. The lar- because like the largest economies in the Commonwealth are India, which is like across the a whole continent, and Canada, which is across an yeah. ocean. Like mm-hmm. And yeah. both of them were not super keen on the idea. They're like, well, Yeah, and like and then Canada starts like negotiating with Europe. <laughs> yeah. Like we have this trade agreement with them. I don't know if we can just do that. Uh, this is awkward. We might have to break up. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's just like it's. It is an interesting. Like I think the whole Commonwealth. I mean, there there are. We can get into this sort of in a bit. There are there are benefits to the other countries, but a lot of it is, you know, British, the, the UK, uh, at the time, Great Britain, sort of one foot out the door sort of thing like you know half in half out not quite wanting to get out of the business of imperialism um um, and 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 so but i mean but there are benefits to the commonwealth of nations in the end and i think you sort of see the the process like i mean they they played a we can if we want to get into it now they played a pretty significant role in uh in our in apartheid, in, in, in trying to influence uh, South Africa to uh, dismantle apartheid, in uh, as as a uh, as they were a f- sort of a form, they were a member of the Commonwealth. They basically they didn't get kicked out because you can't really get kicked out, but they left. You um, get terminated, uh, I thought. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> um, it doesn't. They didn't get terminated. They they got. They just chose to leave in the end. Right. Um, you can't fire me because I quit. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, but it did. Uh, but then the country, the Commonwealth countries, did come together and say that they were going to place uh, bans on travel and take out their embassies and uh, prevent trade and and that sort of thing. And then they used the influence of sort of becoming united on that approach. Um, although it's important to note that everything that they do is basically non, like you don't have to do it. None of the countries are bound in any way to do it, but they did end up agreeing. 
Um, several notable premiers, including Canada's uh, Brian Mulroney at the time, were there. They all agreed. And then they were able to use that influence to sort of encourage uh, the U.S. as well to go ahead with sanctions and pressure, continue to pressure South Africa. And it was certainly a contributing factor, although it took a number of years past uh, that, which I think was in the 80s. And, and I don't think that it dismantled until 1994. But once it did dismantle, uh, South Africa was invited, was welcomed back into the Commonwealth. And uh, so so there is a certain degree where they they are coming together under and, and, and the idea that they're using their relationships to sort of falter, foster like multinational relations, uh, multinational relations and, and, and sort of, uh, in theory, dismantling discrimination, encouraging human rights and, uh, and democracy throughout. But there, there's a number of, it's, it's a huge, I mean, as, as we were sort of talking about, it's a huge network of countries. It's, it's second only to the UN. Um, and it has, uh, a really a wide range of countries at different economic and social and standings uh, that are more likely then to come and help each other in, in certain situations. Uh, that is a notable factor is that there is aid and support given to countries experiencing natural disaster or uh, political challenges. Um, so it is a it is a, a network that a country like Mozambique, who wasn't even a Commonwealth, who wasn't even a British uh Remember the British Empire were like, yeah, that's not the worst thing to be a part of at this point. Mm-hmm. You mentioning um, the way that uh, member states were upset about South Africa and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That I feel like like that makes sense. Right? Like, it feels like you mm-hmm. heard about that, but did you hear about in 2013 <laughs> um, the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting was going to be in Sri Lanka? And oh, yeah. notably, Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper said, I'm not going because Sri Lanka is violating human mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. A principled stand. Yeah. There was no other country that said that. It was Canada. It was just it was just Stephen Harper that said it. Um, it turns out uh, Sri Lanka ended up not getting uh, suspended. <laughs> um, but mm. that is the most the most recent time in which uh, a member nation wanted called for the suspension of another member nation, or at least the moving of the Commonwealth heads of government meeting. Which is mm-hmm. kind of a it's kind of cool, I guess, that like all the heads of state of these like smaller group of countries get together. Are there this is kind of not the Commonwealth, but the Commonwealth? Mm-hmm. Are there like other similar? things to this for other dissolved empires like is there like like the ottoman empire is there like does this exist maybe even for like the like like former like soviet states like are they are there some sort of commonwealth there uh i i don't know much about it but i think there is to a certain degree there there is like just in that um Russia does still have a tremendous amount of influence over almost all those states and effectively does. They've been trying actually to form what they're saying is their own contrast to the European Union, but would effectively be uh, similar to the Commonwealth as well. I mean, and then there's the African, the African Union, which is meant to be similar to the European Union. But again, the Commonwealth, the European Union, they're not entirely dissimilar things either. Um, so there are lots of international sort of governing bodies but less uh i don't there's nothing at all comparable in terms of like 
uh, dissolved imperial empires. Um, I I don't I don't. Think. So I I just found an article that says mm-hmm. that there are other organizations similar international organizations, obviously. Yeah. Um, one of which Canada is part of, the International okay. Organization of La Francophonie. So just French-speaking countries oh, yeah, around the world, yeah. <laughs> or as an anglophone would say, francophonie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we did suffer uh, francophonie in in like uh, high school or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there was going to be a big uh, in high school in a bilingual province in a bilingual yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we're part of francophonie. <laughs> um, and also the I love. This is just such an excellent name for something where people are like, no, 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 it's totally not a thing where we're all, or I'm in charge. The <laughs> the um, former members of the Soviet Union uh, have the Commonwealth of Independent States. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, yep, no, yeah, we're totally. It's cool, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is kind of funny as well. Like, I was sort of reading about that, like, so like the Cold War was really, like, it's sort of like 1947 and then the cold war onward, everything dissolves for great Britain and then the Commonwealth forms, uh, in more serious, like the Commonwealth as we know it today, yeah, I guess. 1971 was a bad year for the Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, and it was because, I mean, like a big part of it and great Britain couldn't afford to do it obviously, but also like the U S and the USSR were both like, no, we we don't uh, believe in imperialism, which I think is is kind of it's a you know I mean the hot take, but perhaps the USSR <laughs> was imperialism, and perhaps the US still is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the it's sort of uh, one reign ends for another to begin. I right. guess. If I mean, uh-huh. this is how this episode came up because we said, if you want an episode of the Commonwealth, let us know. If you if you want an episode on imper- on American imperialism, let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, same listener can't request the next one though, so you know who you are. You yeah, you got to be somebody new. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that I, I don't know. That was a thought that I had. <laughs> but you know, it's important, like not to the the British are not totally done. Uh, no. with imperialism uh because the sun still does not set on the british empire right do you want to give your fact <laughs> i'm i've been waiting all episode can i do it now yeah yes you can <laughs> go ahead okay. all right all right alex did you know that the sun still doesn't set it hasn't set in two centuries over the british empire yeah i heard just recently though <laughs> <laughs> and that is because even the the it, you would think that the last place where the sun if 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 there wasn't after the Cayman Islands right. another place yes. then it would set but there are very tiny islands with about fifty people called the Pit, Pitcairn Islands yes. and they're in the South Pacific yes. it's the only British uh, it's 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 a British territory but it's uh it's all its descendants are mutineers from the HMS Bounty that got stuck on this island. Um, and have just remained there ever since. When? Okay, <laughs> you said this to me earlier. How? It's when, still true. No, when was when was this mutineer? Like when when was this mutiny? What like? Oh, how are they all that. descendants of these people? Like, did, has nobody moved? It's there? like pretty incestuous. I think. Is that no? That is I don't. Would you? I don't. I get okay. I mean, 
it's kind of nice nice tropical island south pacific only 50 people i guess the other important fact is that in 2004 a third of the adult <laughs> male population including the mayor were convicted of child of sexual abuse um so yeah that makes it way worse than not a fun fact anymore kaylee yeah <sighs> i know but i feel like our listeners would then google this and then be horrified that i didn't include that information True. yes but but Pitcairn Islands, somehow still a member of the Commonwealth of Nations, which stands up for human rights. Mm, yes. That's great. I, mean, I guess they got they got convicted. So I guess is there is yeah. there a jail on the Pitcairn Islands? Oh, I is it not in itself a jail? Good enough. Um so I guess we could wrap up with a real a fun fact. You might imagine. Yeah, you can fix this. You might, <laughs> you might imagine that the British monarch is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations. But in fact, that's not true. It's not a hereditary nope. position. Mm-hmm. It's just, so far, King George the Sixth, who I'm going to guess was mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth II's father (laughs) yes yeah you got it nailed it um he was he was the the first dude for the commonwealth um and then Mm -hmm. uh queen elizabeth ii so far uh and Mm -hmm. the next most the next expected is prince philip charles charles frig god charles phillips her husband (laughs) but it's it's Okay, I have never seen either of these two guys other than like both of them looking sullen faced wearing gray suits. And I <laughs> and I only ever hear of them both together and they're both like it's it's very difficult for me to like imagine somebody being like someone's child when they themselves are like a hundred years old. It just old. is yeah. like a it just like doesn't fit my mental model of parenthood and like <laughs> childhood. Yeah. Uh, with all due respect all to guy. Charles, right? Yes. yes. You're a future king in theory. Um, so not my king. Let's not get us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a. No, I'm. I'm. I'm going to keep my. I'm going to keep my. Uh, who should be king? Opinions. Uh, to myself, everybody but it, can make it their is, own it, minds up. <laughs> <laughs> he wants William. William should be king as well, it's believes. Um, you see him in the red suit sometimes that... when he's getting married? That's a good look, man. <laughs> oh, looks, looking smart, yeah. Smart, smart suit. Sharp as possible. <laughs> Sharp as possible. <laughs> Might have even had a sword. He did. He did have a sword. Yeah, that's pretty sharp. That's my guy. Um interesting though that you say it's not a hereditary position but it has thus far um been exclusively hereditary yeah, it's just there's no rules uh, around it yeah yeah could be anybody could be could be anybody <laughs> will probably not be um so anybody who's looking for a next their next job uh might consider submitting an application uh to be the head of the commonwealth interesting that Seems like an easy the head day. of the commonwealth after only one person leading it bang went for a woman that's uncommon yeah <laughs> yeah look at that progressive 
<laughs> the Commonwealth of Nations is nothing if not progressive. Somebody said, I also read an article that said the Commonwealth Games second only to the Olympics. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I feel well, like yeah. I vaguely know anything about the Commonwealth Games. I do not believe this to be true, but okay. Uh, I mean, there's 50 some countries that participate in the Commonwealth Games and they happen every four years. I think that must be pretty much. Anyway, what about the Pan Am Games? Also, Isn't that pretty big? That's, I mean, it's pretty big, but it's not Commonwealth. I don't. Well, think. no, but like the United it's States Pan is American. in the Pan Am Games, right? Yeah. So like, which inherently makes it yeah. bigger. Yeah. Anyway, time to wrap up. Listen, thank you for listening this far into this episode about the Commonwealth of Nations. You are part of the Pro Politics Commonwealth of Fans. It's our new mm-hmm. fan club. We're just starting now. Uh, if you want, yeah. maybe a T-shirt that says. Uh, probably about politics commonwealth of fans with a little like maybe like a light blue shirt with a breast pocket logo mm. um that could be kind of nice yeah it'll look sharp it'll look sharp as possible might come with a sword times. listen thank you for listening to probably politics um if you want to tell us to do an episode on american imperialism send us a tweet at prob politics or send us an email at probablypolitics at gmail.com and if you don't want to do either of those things remember to rate and review wherever you're listening to the podcast thank you so much we love you all we love you